everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. This is our wake-up call. Now is the time for repentance, time to turn back to God. Which leads to reconciliation with God and with each other. Bringing about restoration, a healing of our relationships and our land. Then revival, a move of God like we've never seen before. A A God-led reformation. The Return, September 26, 2020. Go to thereturn.org. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to this very special broadcast, simply called The Return. And the one question asked of each of our guests that explain why you'll want to be there for this national and global day of repentance and prayer to be held on the Mall in Washington, D.C., September 26, 2020, or in your homes, churches, streaming live, Anywhere on this historic day and the 10 days leading up to this event, you choose to bow your knee, lift your hands, and raise your hearts to Almighty God in gratitude, in prayer, in praise, but most of all, repentance for a nation gone astray. But the hope that remains when God's people humble themselves seek His face, and turn from their wicked ways. What will God do? (laughs) Let's get started. Please welcome, always an honor, niece of slain civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr., founder of Alveda King Ministries, and author of her just-released We're Not Colorblind, Healing the Racial Divide, with co-author Ginger Howard, which we will talk about in a future broadcast, and faith leader for The Return, which we will talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend, Dr. Alveda C. King, and that question. Talk about why we need a national and global day of repentance and prayer called The Return, what this means to you personally, and what this can mean for not only the soul of America, but ultimately souls for the kingdom. Your thoughts. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King, founder of Alveda King Ministries and Executive Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn for Priest for Life. In 2015, America was caught up in a crosshairs. We were also at a serious crossroad. We were in need of a new president of the United States of America. We had a choice at that time to begin to repent, to turn from our wicked ways and seek the Lord. As that began to happen, A new president was elected, the 45th president of the United States, President Donald John Trump. However, the groanings of America have continued here into the year 2020. 
2 Chronicles 7.14 tells us, God speaking directly to our hearts, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. For four years, under the presidency of President Donald Don Trump, America has been hopeful, and yet so many things have been happening, especially here in 2020. COVID-19 has ravaged our nation and around the world. We've been battling that scourge. And as we've done that, we've begun to have street riots in our nation. It remains very evident that our only help must come from God. A valiant group of people around America, leaders and everyday people coming together, have been praying and praying. There have been many prayer movements over the last several years, and thank God for that. However, the group that has now organized the return, recognizing prophetically that this is a unique time in the history of America and in the world. As we are praying, the first thing we've had to do is to repent for our own sins. And as we do that, then we can also do as Daniel did and intercede for our nation, as Queen Esther did, and the whole nation of Israel was rescued by her humility and prayers and fasting. Ezra and Nehemiah and the valiant work of rebuilding a wall and repairing the gates. It is so interesting that President Donald John Trump, one of the first things he did was to attack and address the issue of abortion in America. Legal abortion is a terrible scourge and a crime. He also said we must rebuild the wall. Now, some people argued about whether we should have a wall or not. Was that cruel to the immigrants? And there was a really big argument about that. And it was right around that time that my book was published by Elijah List, America Return to God. And there was an analogy there of all the gates and the wall itself and uh, Tobias and Sanballat trying to get them to come off of the wall and all kind of excuses and examples. False prophet says, let's go into the temple and pray together and all of that. However, the people remained on the wall. We understand that in remaining on the wall, they often worked with the tools of building in one hand and the tools of warfare in the other hand. And as Christian prayer warriors, as prayer warriors, people of faith, people who believe in God, we have learned that we have to war and work every day at the same time. Now, in repenting for our own sins and in returning to God and helping the nation to do that, supporting our president who prays often in the White House and invites others to pray, this is certainly the time to return, to acknowledge that we are not even separate races. We are one race one blood, one human race, in search of a savior and redemption. This is very important, Acts 17, 26, of one blood God made all people. So here we are, returning to God, praying together, 
and expecting great and mighty things, reconciliation, healing, redemption. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome truly an honor, legendary entertainer, singer, songwriter, Christian activist, philanthropist, actor, and author of his soon-to-be-released If, which we will cover in a future broadcast, and Faith Leader for the Return, which we will talk about today. Please welcome iconic recording artist, Pat Boone. Pat, welcome to Testimony. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. It's a pretty tough to follow that extravagant intro, but I'm happy to be with you. Well, there's more to come in a future broadcast when we discuss your latest great read, If, but for this segment, and the return. At 86 years young, your voice in word and song is needed now more than ever. That said, Pat Boone, question. Talk about why we need a national and global day of repentance and prayer called the return, what this means to you personally, and what this can mean for not only the soul of America, but ultimately souls for the kingdom. Your thoughts? Well, wow, that's a big question, but of course uh, I'll try to encapsulate how I feel. I know enough about the way there came to be in America. Uh, the United States of America, our founding fathers were facing their dream of a society on the Bible. It is very clear that they were trying to create a, virtually a new Israel on another shore and were looking at God's principles as revealed in the Bible, and it is throughout our Declaration of Independence and, and mirrored in the Constitution and in all of the early laws that created this republic as I think Ben Franklin once said when they asked him, what have you been doing in the Constitutional Convention? He said, we've been creating a republic, if you can keep it. A republic is a society in which the people actually make the decisions. They decide who's going to be their leader or leaders, and they have a great voice in what kind of laws they want instituted that they will be expected to obey. And they wanted, of course, there to be the divine description of human beings as created by God, which, of course, Thomas Jefferson included in the Declaration of Independence. We believe that we're all created by God and, of course, by the Creator with inalienable rights. That is, we are born with the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, not a guarantee of happiness. Well, this was an ideal, and it, it caught hold, and the historian de Tocqueville, after he saw the colonies becoming a, an independent nation and really thriving and growing like crazy, he said, you know, America is great because America is good. If America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Well, we were good for the first 150, 200 years of our of our history, and we came through lots of battles, and we had to defend ourselves against enemies who didn't like there to be a country like America in the world, but they had to come to respect us. We became the mightiest, the richest, the most influential, the freest society the world had ever known. But we've taken it for granted, though, so, 
that the foundation on God as the creator, not just of us, but of our nation, is slipping away. And in fact, it's becoming almost illegal in some quarters. You can't say a little prayer at the beginning of a school day for the safety of the kids and for their education, because somebody might be offended that we are praying to a Christian and his Jewish Christian God, because the two or three people in that class might not want to take part. Well, we should have been saying, well, then don't take part. Nobody's asking you to say it, but let the rest of us pray the way we want. Oh, no, that's not enough. They want to forbid us expressing our faith as the Constitution and the Declaration said we would have every right to do. So we are allowing our freedoms to be taken from us. It is almost inconceivable that the men and women who fought and died and are even now stationed around the world uh, to defend this country are seeing us almost weekly give away the freedoms that we've always taken for granted to speak out, elect those that we want to represent us and to make our decisions even in the courts. And, and we are allowing these things to be taken away. And as a result, we're losing our character. We're losing our freedoms. We're losing even the uh, calm, peaceful, law-abiding country. I mean, it's, I, I think about our soldiers, men and women in, in other countries, looking at the newsreels that they're surely seeing about what's happening on our own soil. They're over there fighting enemies who want to destroy us from without, and they're seeing us allow ourselves to be destroyed within. Well, Associated Press had a poll recently, and they asked the people, what do you think about this virus in connection with God? And they all responded, like 65%, that we think this is a sign from God. They don't say what we're supposed to do about it. They just feel like God's trying to tell us something. Well, I agree heartily. What they're right about is God has our attention because he is the only one who can get us out of these crises that we're living in, virus, strife, mayhem, the loss of law and order, and all these other things that are tearing us apart. We are fighting a civil war, and and we don't even know who the real enemy is, but like Pogo said, the enemy appears to be us. We're fighting amongst ourselves, and God is the only way that we can come out of all of this, and he has our attention. Now he wants our intention. What will we do if he gets us out of this virus, out of these crises, and gives us a stable, quiet government again in what we call normalcy? Will we continue to take his name off everything? Will we prohibit his name even being mentioned? Will we call some of our scriptures hate speech? Will we absolutely leave the definition of marriage away? Shall we endorse and celebrate things that are an offense to God? If we're going to do this, I believe that God is saying, look, I've had it with you people. I've given you everything under the sun, everything a God can create. If you're not going to respect it, if you're not going to preserve it, then look out, because the last choices we may have to make is between what kind of plague will be the next one and the next, still a chance to return to Him. The idea right now is that we return to God ourselves voluntarily and corporately, 
and collectively and become a nation under God while he is still willing to be called our God, because in too many cases, we want to ignore him completely. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a high honor indeed, renowned military war hero, executive vice president of the Washington, D.C.-based Family Research Council, author of his latest, Man to Man, which we will talk about in a future broadcast, and faith leader for The Return, which we will talk about today. Please welcome, always an honor, Lieutenant Retired General William G. Jerry Boykin. General Boykin, welcome back to Testimony. Well, Jen Shane, I am just delighted to be with you. Thanks for having me on your program. Well, it is great to have you, General. For our brief time here today, question. Talk about why we need a national and global day of repentance and prayer called The Return, what this means to you personally, and what this can mean for not only the soul of America, but ultimately souls for the kingdom. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, thanks for that question, because uh, I, I enjoy talking about uh, this return because I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, this has been in the works for probably at least five years. It is a 10-day period where people across America and in other countries around the world will begin to fast and pray, and their prayers will be focused on repenting of what we've done collectively, what we've done as a nation, what we've done as individuals, what we've done within the church and how so much of, of the church has even turned its back on God. And uh, in asking God to forgive our land, I mean, it really comes back to Second Chronicles 7.14, where God tells us that if my people, he is talking to us, the believers, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then will I hear them from heaven, and I will heal their land. I will forgive their sins. This this is what we are hoping to achieve here on behalf of America. In Ten days. Uh, in, in that 10-day period there from the 18th of September to the 28th of September, we want to see people all over America fasting and praying and in that prayer being focused on repentance. But uh, on the 26th of September will be the big day on the mall here in Washington, D.C., and we will gather there on the mall, and I think there's just going to be thousands and thousands of people there. And uh, it'll be an all-day affair. There will be worship music. Uh, there will be uh, prophecy. There will be speakers, uh, well-known, renowned speakers, and each of them will bring something different on the 26th. So I just hope that your listeners all over the country will plan to join us on the 26th of September on the mall there. And uh, I think we're, we're going to start about 8 o'clock in the morning. But uh, the whole idea behind this is really to get America to stop and recognize what's happening in our nation, recognize that this nation is on the, is on the precipice of going over the edge and not being able to come back, because we in many ways have uh, allowed so much evil to come into our society. And, you know, uh, Isaiah talks in, in, in chapter 5 about uh, woe unto you who call good evil and evil good. And that's really what America is doing now. We're calling good evil and evil good. And woe is a warning. 
And we cannot continue to go down this path. So it's time for America to turn back, to repent, to seek the face of God, and to and to really, in our hearts, ask God to search us and know us and show us what we, as individuals, have done wrong, are doing wrong, and what we have to do to get back to the point where we can consider ourselves truly a blessed nation, but uh, one nation under God. History tells us that when uh, when our, our Continental Congress stalled and they couldn't move forward, one of our founding fathers uh, stepped up and said, uh, in my words here, he said, i tell you what we need to do. We need to open every session here in Congress with prayer. And that was Benjamin Franklin, probably the one that is least religious. But he recognized the importance of getting back to the foundation. And I think that's what he was doing when he recommended prayer. From that point on, they've opened every session of Congress with with prayer. And uh, this is what we're trying to do is get people to not only be sensitive to the fact that we as a nation have to repent for our sins, but that uh, we need to reflect on our history, the history of this nation, because America was created by God. He inspired the founding fathers, created us as a nation that would be a nation that would honor God, and we have moved away from that. So, Jensen, I hope that uh, I hope that you and all of your listeners will be there with us on the 26th of September at the National Mall here in Washington, D.C. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, always an honor, the Reverend Ann Graham Lotz, daughter of renowned evangelist Billy Graham, founder of Angel Ministries, and author of her soon-to-be-released The Light of His Presence, and recently released Jesus in Me, which we will talk about in a future broadcast and Faith Leader for the Return, which we will talk about today. And welcome back to Testimony. For our brief time here today, question. Talk about why we need a national and global day of repentance and prayer called the Return, what this means to you personally, and what this can mean for not only the soul of America, but ultimately souls for the kingdom. Your thoughts? Jensen, that's a big question that's loaded, and I'll try to make the answer as simple as I can and to the point. If we don't return to God, and um, you know, Jonathan Kahn has named this particular movement, the return, and that's in capital letters, but just a small return. If we don't return to our faith in God as a nation, then uh, I don't believe there's any hope for America other than the return of Jesus Christ. So the reason that this is important is that uh, God calls us in Joel chapter 2. You know, he said that we're to rend our hearts, which is a graphic description of repentance, that we're not to give lip service to repentance, but we're to genuinely um, be grieved over our sin and turn away from it and ask God to return to us. And if we return to him, Joel chapter 2 says that who knows but that he would return to us and instead of bringing us under his judgment, he would bless us instead. And, uh, and I believe right now, Jensine, that we have uh, entered into a period of God's judgment. And for a while, I've been warning people, warning people, warning people that this is coming. 
and telling people it was going to get really ugly because we keep seeing, we just seem to shake our fist in God's face. We we flaunt His um, word and we um, disregard and even blaspheme His Son and try to you know regulate things so that we keep any mention of God or Jesus out of public discussion. And and I think God has come to the point that He's had enough and He'd been warning us and warning us through things like 9-11 and some of these natural disasters we've had and such. But but I think now um, it's gone beyond that. And Romans 1 says that when we sin and refuse to repent, that God backs away from us. And uh, if we don't repent, He continues to back away from us, and we continue to sin. And then if we refuse to repent, He backs further away, until in the end there's a, a huge... Um, distance between ourselves as a nation and God. And I believe that's where we are, that He has backed away from us and allowing us to experience life um, just according to our own designs, and it's not working for us. So I believe with all my heart that God's people, the, the Bible says clearly in a verse that uh, we quote from Second Chronicles 7, and I'll quote 13 first and then 14, but He says, when, when I send pestilence to the land, like COVID-19, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from our wicked ways. He wasn't speaking to the secular public. He was speaking to God's people that in that specific case were, were Jews in Solomon's day, but I believe today that could apply to not only Jews, but to Christians, people who call themselves by God's name. He said, if you would turn from your wicked ways, then he said, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive your sin, and I'll heal your land that uh, the healing of America rests on God's people returning to Him in humility and sincerity and deep repentance. So the return that's going to be held, you know, it's global, but on September 26th, is just making that movement sort of visible. And for myself, you know, I would be satisfied if all we did was gather on the National Mall and get on our face before God and pray as the Spirit leads. I have enormous respect for Jonathan Kahn. I believe he's a, a man of God who discerns the Spirit, is inspired and led by the Spirit of God. I told him we're not going to have revival until we're desperate enough. You know, there's just too much prosperity and ease and good things happening in America for us to want to return to God. <laughs> and then COVID happened, and then the economic recession, and then all of the mayhem after George Floyd's death, and now the rioting and, you know, what I would think would be considered domestic terrorism, and and it's just ripping our country up. And then we've got an election coming, so could this be the trigger? You know, and so I, I pray that it is, that people will not just um, be determined to go to the polls and vote in November, but they would be more determined to get on their knees and repent before God. A lot of our issues are beyond human resolution. We need supernatural help. We need an intervention from God. We need Him to come back into our national life to help us and to bless us and to get us out of this mess. And for people who have never uh, put their faith in God, this is the time to put your faith in God, because in the midst of all this craziness, He can give peace and hope and joy. And I, and I can tell you that I've faced death three times in the last five years with my husband, my father, and then the cancer that I was diagnosed with. And I can tell you that in the midst of that kind of personal life storm, God can give you peace that passes understanding and a hope that the best is yet to come and just a confidence. I'm not afraid. 
So I just pray that everybody listening will make the effort to mark off September 26th and either join us on the mall in Washington, D.C., or go downtown in your own city and get on your knees and let's pray and ask God together to, to forgive us and to heal us and restore his blessing on our, our great nation. We are standing at the crossroads, a moment that could seal the future for calamity or redemption. We've driven God out of our culture, out of our lives. We war against his ways. The only answer is to return before it's too late, to bring healing, restoration, and revival. Return to God, and he will return to us. The Return, September 26, 2020. Go to thereturn.org. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.